Informing America's farmers and ranchers. This is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Now, here's your host, Jesse Allen. And thank you for joining us here on AOA, Agriculture of America, broadcasting live today from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show in Orlando, Florida. Happy to be here in sunny Florida talking cattle, and there is a lot of buzz going on around the convention here this year. Coming up here on today's program, we're going to be talking with our friends at Christian Hansen. We are in their booth here today on the trade show floor broadcasting live and we're going to learn a lot more about the work that they do here starting in just a minute also we're going to talk with ethan lane from the national cattlemen's beef beef association coming up here uh, on today's show they have released their policy priorities for 2024 i know we will talk about that and much more coming up here on the program joining me to kick things off though we mentioned we are with our friends at christian hansen dr steve lerner senior scientific and business advisor with christian hansen steve it is great to see you sir it's happy happy to be here with you in orlando hope you're doing well good morning jesse i i too am happy to be here always a pleasure to speak with you I know that, uh, like I'm saying, a lot of buzz around the show this year. So many folks here, ranchers and, and folks just walking around, learning about new products and talking about things that can help their cattle operation. It's always exciting, isn't it, Steve? A absolutely. And we love to engage in those conversations. Mm -hmm. As you know, we provide probiotics yeah. for beef cattle. We talk about probiotics every opportunity we get. Probiotics are living microorganisms, bacteria, that when they're fed in an adequate quantity, confer a health benefit on their host. For cattle, that means they're going to digest the nutrients that they're provided. They're going to absorb those nutrients in a healthy gut. We're going to ensure that the barrier functions that help prevent leaky gut are intact and working well, and that their immune system is able to respond when those cattle have challenges like heat stress and other things. So we look at probiotics as a way of ensuring that the greatest percentage of cattle in your care are healthy and normal. And we know that, if that as that percentage goes up, your likelihood for a positive economic outcome also goes up. Aside from the economic outcome, mm -hmm. what we love most about probiotics is their ability to drive conversion of nutrients coming in the feed to body on the animals, the production of meat, which is what we're talking about in the cattle business. Yeah. And the more efficiently I can have nutrients, that's carbon and hydrogen and oxygen, going to meat, then the more sustainable is the operation. I think about... Obviously, just the effective use of probiotics and, and all those things you mentioned. And to me, it just sounds like there's so many benefits to the health of the animal. You know, I think about, you know, using an effective probiotic. We hear that a lot with humans, but it has a lot of those same effects on cattle as well, Steve. Exactly. Humans are mammals, as are cattle, as are swine, even in the avian species, chickens and turkeys. Mm -hmm. The actions of these microorganisms, the beneficial microorganisms in the gut, are very consistent across animal species, from newborn babies all the way through terminal laying hens. 
And what we have, have demonstrated, and you have to think about it a different way. Bacteria have been on Earth for 3.2 billion years. Mm -hmm. And all higher life forms, plants and animals, evolved in the presence of bacteria. So we as people think, oh, we carry these 40 trillion organisms around. They find us to be a very convenient transport system. And the evidence is when our microbiota, the combination of all organisms in the gut of us mm -hmm. and cattle are in good balance, are in a positive where the good bacteria are, are outnumbering the potentially harmful bacteria. We call that a state of eubiosis. It used mm -hmm. to be homeostasis. Everything is going well. In that state, you really do see health and well-being. We have evidence that probiotics can impact the mental health of animals. Mm -hmm. So your animals may actually feel better, maybe more inclined to eat, maybe more inclined to have good social interactions. And all of that drives efficiency and profitability for the cattlemen. I, I know there's a lot of talk uh, here at the show just about animal health and good animal health. And obviously with probiotics, thinking about that good gut health, you know, it really starts there, you know, because if, if an animal doesn't have good gut health, Steve, that's just going to spread to other things around the body and leaves that animal more susceptible to possibly getting a disease that we don't want to see on the operation. That is exactly correct. And here is where the ounce of prevention is absolutely more valuable than the pound of cure. If you can provide effective probiotics every day from arrival to departure, from hatch to dispatch, whatever you want to say, then you have a good chance of keeping that gut healthy. And what happens, of course, in a healthy gut, you absorb nutrients, and then based on the resource allocation model of life, animals are going to partition those resources to maintaining their body, to defending themselves, or towards growth, the production of meat, milk, and eggs. So when your operation is enjoying the benefits of probiotics, and you have healthy, normal animals that are doing their best to achieve their genetic potential, that's a win. But when those animals receive some kind of stress, heat stress in the summer, a change in diet, uh, a sudden storm comes mm -hmm. up, some high social pressure, you want every individual to be able to withstand that stressor and not have a hiccup in their growth rate and not have a disruption of their gut where they become loose. And the higher you can tune the quality of the gut, the less likely any individual is going to fall off the wagon and have a bad day because every bad day costs the producer money. Definitely. we got about a minute here in this segment. It, uh, great stuff on probiotics. But if you could give like that quick elevator pitch, something you want to reiterate to folks, if they're thinking about using probiotics in their herd, what would you tell them, Steve? The, the best way to ensure success is to make sure your animals get as much out of their feed as they possibly can. Yep. And that requires a healthy gut. And one way to help ensure a healthy gut is to provide effective probiotics. Well, effective probiotics is, again, one of the great things that you guys do here with Christian Hansen. And, uh, you know, I just it's it's fascinating to me when you talk about probiotics, Steve, just how beneficial something so small can be. Right. Yes. And, and of course, we feed billions of them at a time. Yeah. But. The, the overwhelming evidence is these little things 
can have a tremendous impact on something as big as a, as a mm -hmm. beef steer. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We are going to continue our conversation. I know we have more coming up that uh, we're going to talk about with yes. you from Christian Hansen uh, in terms of some of the new technology products and things that you guys are using and are making available to folks with their cattle herds. So uh, definitely a lot of fun here in Orlando, Steve. We have more of a conversation to have here coming up on the show. So again, we're broadcasting live from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show. Also coming up, we're going to be joined by Ethan Lane from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. We will continue. We'll be back with more here from Orlando on AOA right after the break. Heading to NCBA's Cattle Convention on Friday, February 2nd. Stop by USMEF booth 1807 with me, Jesse Allen. We'll be broadcasting AOA Live with our friends from the National Corn Growers Association and the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Stop by from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern to learn how these organizations work together to competitively position American product as the sustainable, high-quality, premier product of choice. And don't forget to join NCGA on Thursday at 2.30 for their Learning Lounge. We'll see you in Orlando. Every day, our brave military men and women, along with their families, make tremendous sacrifices for our freedom. Patriotic Hearts, a nonprofit organization, is dedicated to supporting these heroes and their families in their times of need. By donating your unwanted card to Patriotic Hearts, you'll be supporting job transition and job fair programs, veteran entrepreneurship, counseling, and retreats for combat veterans and their spouses. Call 800-560-3870. You'll receive a tax deduction and we'll arrange a free pickup at your convenience. Imagine the difference you can make in the lives of those who have given so much for our country. Your car donation will directly impact military families, veterans, providing them with the support they desperately need. Call 800-560-3870. You can become a part of something bigger. Join us in our mission to uplift and honor our military community. Call 800-560-3870 to donate your unwanted card. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk YouTube channel. You can watch our latest interviews with top market analysts in the country, find bonus content, and much more. It's easy. Just go to youtube.com slash markettalkegg and hit the subscribe button. Or you can search for Market Talk Egg on YouTube. Get the latest bonus interviews, exclusive content, and more with the American Ag Today podcast. Just search for American Ag Today and give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> Just a little heads up before something bad happens. Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh, no, 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 no. So you can have more control. Stop. You're texting your boss by mistake. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Warning, the cap is loose on that catch-up. Don't wait. You have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners. 
keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed. AOA. Now back to Jesse Allen. And we continue here from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show in Orlando, Florida, with our friends at Christian Hansen. If uh, you are swinging by CattleCon at all here this week, they have the big beef up station. You can see it from a mile away here in the trade show. Stop on by, have a conversation with them here. They are in the uh, the uh, 1,000 row of the trade show. Steve Lerner, Dr. Steve Lerner with Christian Hansen is with us still. And Steve, let's continue our conversation because we were talking probiotics in segment one. I understand you guys have some new things that you've been working on as well that tie in with that. So what exactly are we looking at right now, Steve? Thank you, Jesse. For Forever, you've heard me describe the action of probiotics uh, quite simply four things. Digestion of nutrients, absorption, barrier, and immune functions. Well, in the last 20, 30 years, microbiologists have identified the composition of bacteria that live in and on us and the animals in our care. This is defined as the microbiota. It used to be called microflora. They, made the, they fancied up the name, now microbiota, which is simply the tens of trillions of organisms that live in us. What we have recently discovered is that probiotics can positively, durably change the composition of the microbiota in a positive way. And so that's nice, but what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about these bacteria that live in us, they are either commensal, meaning they do no good or no harm, but many of them are contributing positively to our health and well-being. We now have evidence in people and in production animals that the microorganisms in our digestive system can actively communicate with our brains. There is a microbiota gut-brain axis. Okay. So when we say we keep animals healthy, we can demonstrate that by measuring the typical industry metrics, sure, the sure. great rate of gain, the feed efficiency. But when we talk about welfare, we now can quantify mental health conditions. Do they spend time fighting? Do they spend time agitated? Are they calm? You can actually quantify this. We've done this in, in chickens. And we have found that when animals have a beneficially balanced microbiota, they are calmer, they fight less, you see fewer problems, they're less skittish, and they're not wasting energy misbehaving, they're spending energy growing. In this concept, in humans, they have found that a beneficially balanced microbiota can impact everything from gum disease and gingivitis to autism and Alzheimer's. Wow. From type 1 and type 2 diabetes. These, these microorganisms and their signals can impact the entire function of the body. And it's, it is amazing to think about that. How can something going on in our gut impact <laughs> the function of our pancreas to prevent or impact diabetes or the function of our brains? And it all comes down to a story of chemistry. Sure. In our guts, there are organisms that are very good at digesting fibers. Now, sounds quite boring, 
Yeah. But when you digest fibers, you create what is called short-chain fatty acids. You've heard of them. It's acetate and propionate and butyrate. And these molecules go across the, the gut barrier, travel through our circulatory system to the brain. Okay. And when they're picked up by the brain, they act as a neurogenic factor. It stimulates nerve development. It can reduce neuroinflammation. It can improve the quality of the blood-brain barrier that keeps the brain safe. And all of these things positively influence the way the animals feel. So when you think about it, not only are they allowing us to derive nutrition to maintain health, but they're improving our mental status. And they've proved this time and time again in people, in chickens, and now we're looking in poultry and in, in beef and swine. I'm just, I'm fascinated, Steve, that I don't think, I don't think a lot of folks, I certainly did it, and I don't, you know, maybe a lot of ranchers haven't either, but thinking about the effects of the mental health of our animals, of our cattle herd, is is amazing it's fascinating to to think about all the impacts of that and now we can actually look at it and to your point quantify it yes when you think about your job as a producer is to provide energy and nutrition to grow the animal to a mass to okay. a, to 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 yeah. accumulate muscle every time call it nervous energy or a stressor Every time the animal is wasting energy responding to a stress or is acting nervous or agitated and is prancing or just it, it's wasting energy, if they are calmer, if they are happy, then they spend time eating. Yes, there's social interactions, but maybe there is an incremental gain from being happy and healthy. Now, I hate talking about happy cattle. You know, I, I sound foolish, but... In truth, yeah. reducing stress on a, a, a mammal is a good thing. You know what calm cattle look like. You know what agitated cattle look like. You can't think it's a good day if 100,000 head of animals on, on a feed yard are agitated. That's a bad day. Yeah. If half of them become, a, 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 in response to their stress, they develop uh, diarrhea, scouring. This is not a good day in your operation. Much better if every single animal in your care is healthy and happy. That's got to be good. And this is a derived benefit where you're already getting the increased utilization of nutrients. You're already mm -hmm. reaping the feed conversion gains and the rates of gains, the typical measures of our industry. But now you add on the welfare aspect that we are paying attention to the welfare of our animals and are doing what we can to improve their calmness, to reduce their stress. That has got to be a message that is best heard by the consumer at some point. I, you know, and I wonder too, there may be some folks listening in, they say, you know, oh, mental health of our cattle. What, what are, on earth are they talking about? You know, I, I don't have time to deal with all that. You know, I, I take care of my animals and that's that. But if you want to go that extra mile, so to speak, we know our ranchers that they are great stewards of their land and they take care of their cattle. But if you want to go that extra mile, looking at research like this and effective probiotics sounds like that is a great avenue to look at. Well, absolutely. And, it, and I, I want to, this for the audience, there's a huge difference between 
thinking about animal welfare mm-hmm. and the mental status of, of cattle raised in captivity for food. I'm not talking about animal rights. I'm talking about just being a responsible, good steward of animal, being a good animal husband, we would say back in the day. Yeah. And you know the some of the philosophies of Temple Grandin, of of gentle handling, of habituating your animals, of designing pens to reduce stress. We've adopted these practices. We know all about this: fresh air, clean water, shade when you can provide it. We're doing these things to improve the comfort of our animals every day. It's part of our our, our strategy, whether we think about it or not. But now, if you can provide a supplement that helps you achieve your goal of happy, healthy, mm-hmm. then it's a win-win. And I maintain not only is it a win for you and the animals, but it's a, a win for the entire agricultural community because we are doing something that we know consumers are interested in hearing, that what are you doing to make sure the animals in your care that you're raising for food are maintained comfortably? And we can now quantify that. Yeah. without making a significant change in how we do our business. Yeah, and I think that is so important is to your your thoughts there about looking at consumers and making sure consumers understand that the practices that we are doing on the farm and ranch, the husbandry practices, the things we're doing, effective probiotics, et cetera, to take care of our cattle, they know that where their food is coming from is safe. Yes. When you think that the consumer... They hear things like CAFO, concentrated yep. animal feeding operation. It's an immediate negative. Oh, these big business guys, they don't care about animal. They're just producers. But but we know there's no such thing as the, uh, not a family farm. Yep. That, that's who's running it. That's who's managing it. And we need, as an industry, to do a far better job, not only talking about efficiencies as it relates to sustainable agriculture, but efficiencies and philosophies that relate to good animal welfare mm-hmm. and sustainability. I think it covers all the bases. And um, I'm not talking without data. We have yep. good data that this is as real as rain. And when you have data that backs your philosophy, then it becomes kind of like a science Definitely. rather than a story. Definitely. We're going to continue the story with Dr. Steve Lerner and our friends here at Christian Hansen coming up here as we continue with more on AOA from the Cattle Industry Convention in Orlando. We'll be back right after this. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-926-1701. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-926-1701. 800-926-1701. That's 800-926-1701. 
You're listening to AOA for the American Ag Network. I'm Richard Risvet with this market update. The grain and oil seeds are lower today. Soybeans are leading the descent there. Livestock is mixed with feeders leading the upside. Hogs are lower. Now, the grain and oil seed prices, they are suffering from soft demand relative to ample supplies amid a strong U.S. dollar currently. But things also got wild on Wall Street for a time yesterday afternoon after the Federal Open Market Committee released its latest monetary policy statement. That was followed by Fed Chair Jerome Powell's press conference 30 minutes later. There were two key changes in the policy statement focused on by traders. One was the removal of language that's been in the statement that kept the door open to potentially higher rates if the data deemed it necessary. That was seen as a dovish development. Now, the second was the insertion of a statement. The committee does not expect it will be appropriate to reduce the target range until it has gained greater confidence that inflation is moving sustainably toward 2%. Now, that was the Fed's attempt to show its hawkish side per its comments yesterday. Powell did try to follow through with the theme in the press conference because, frankly, one of the greater challenges to the Fed reaching its 2% mandate is an economy thinking that the heavy lifting is already behind us, leading to strong consumer sentiment that will fuel purchases of goods, services, and homes. Yesterday's EIA report did, as expected, see a rebound in ethanol production by over 21%, but we also saw a significant draw in inventory amounting to just over 6%. The January cattle inventory report featured a continued trend toward herd reduction, with the total number of U.S. cattle falling to the lowest level since 1951. That's as of January 1st of 2024. Cattle and calves amounted to 87.2 million head and are down 2% from last year, with beef cows also falling 2% to 28.2 million head. That is the lowest since 1961. Now, the report, while showing less mouths to feed, did suggest the bull-running cattle is likely to continue on tightening supplies. The VIX continues to trade near 14 today, while the dollar is firmed up and crude oil prices are approaching 1% higher. You're listening to AOA for the American Ag Network. I'm Richard Ristvet. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. (laughs) Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey, we're pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Might have to start a band. (laughs) I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. (laughs) Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Information America's farmers and ranchers need. AOA. Now, back to Jesse Allen. And welcome back to AOA, broadcasting live from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA trade show here in Orlando, Florida. I know we're still working to get uh, Ethan Lane from the NCBA here. He got pulled aside into a meeting uh, last minute, so uh, we're going to try and get him on before the end of the program today and get some updates on the convention and more. Joining us now, though, for a conversation, our good friends here at Christian Hansen, where we are broadcasting from today, Dr. Jennifer Schutz, head of North American Technical Service. Jennifer, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jesse? Hey, I am great. I am great and appreciate you uh, 
sitting in here and, and talking a little bit with us, and we're learning more about Bovamine, Defend Plus, and Bovacillus. And, you know, Steve was talking about in the first part of the show how effective probiotic use can really help our herds and just good gut health overall, what it can do for weight gain and the immune system and their overall mental health and things like that. So let's talk about these products from Christian Hansen and how that can add into the whole package, so to speak. So why don't you talk about that a little bit to start? I think whole package is a really great way to explain it. So let's start with a baby calf and work our way up all the way to a feedlot. We have a product called Bovacillus. This product is a probiotic that's comprised of two different bacteria strains. So Steve talked about how important effective probiotics were. And this is a combination of two different bacteria, good bacteria, that are actually supplied to calves, cows out on pasture, stalkers, these types of animals where not only is it important to have an effective probiotic fed to these animals, but it's also important that this probiotic is stable. And the unique thing associated with Bovacillus is that you can put this probiotic into a lick tub, into a liquid supplement, into a block, into a pellet, into any type of feed matrix that you need mm -hmm. to provide to them to really ensure that the animal is getting live, viable, research-proven probiotics. And I think that you mentioned all the different ways it could be administered to an animal. I think the ease of use, I think that's something that a lot of our rancher friends want to hear when using new products that maybe they haven't used on their operation before because at the end of the day, I think a lot of folks, maybe you agree or disagree with me, they don't want to add to the stress. They have, they're doing so much on their operation. They want to find products like what you guys have that help, but they also want it to be very easy to use and easy for the animal, right? Right, right. If, if something's not easily implemented from a management strategy to these programs, then it's going to fail. And so being able to provide a probiotic that can help with gut health and the immune system mm -hmm. and keep that animal in a normal state when we're out on the plains and a blizzard hits or it's really hot in the middle of summer yeah. or viral issues go through, making sure that they don't have to worry about how they're going to apply the product yeah. Is more than half of the battle. Definitely. Definitely. So thinking about Bovamine Defend Plus, Bovacillus, uh, let, let's talk about, there's just so much with these products that can are, can be great. And really, I, I think year-round use can be used. I mean, and Correct. talk about that a little bit for me, Jen. Yeah. So when we talk about our products, we really try to get our customers and potential customers to understand you feed an effective probiotic every animal every day. Okay. And you do that because twofold. First, you can't predict what's going on within that animal. And you want to ensure that those effective probiotics are within them at all times. Second, you can't control biological factors like the weather 
or diet changes sure. or any of those types of issues. And you don't want to be behind the wheel trying to figure out how to get that gut healthy. You want to keep in front of those types of issues with a good probiotic fed to those calves so that you're maintaining that overall health of that animal. And it gives you one more tool in your toolbox when these biological types of stressors will occur. Well, and obviously taking care of our herd and making sure they are healthy and happy is paramount. It's the most important thing. And we know that, you know, Jen, there's no shortage of disease threats that are out there. And if our herd is not as healthy as it can be, they're more susceptible. Right. 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 I mean, I, th I think about things like, you know, BRD is out there still. There's been worries about what happens if foot and mouth disease ends up back in the U.S. Things like that, that protecting our herd as much as possible in the event that something would happen in the U.S. or on an individual operation. That's what it comes down to. It's almost like you, we think about risk management in grain marketing and livestock marketing. This is risk management for your bottom line for your cattle herd, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so thinking about that and thinking about the ease of use, I mean, what would you say to producers if they've, they're hearing us talk about Bovamine Defend Plus, Bovacillus? I mean, what would you say to, that, to them as kind of the elevator pitch to say, to get them maybe over the hump, so to speak? For less than a $2.50 investment for this calf, you can provide a solution that ensures that that animal has a healthy gastrointestinal tract and one more item that's mm -hmm. easily applied, that's not going to stress them or cause them to have to alter their traditional management practices that can ensure that that animal is healthy under any type of stresses that it's going to occur, that that animal has the opportunity to combat those types of issues like what you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it's not the end-all be-all, but it's a very cost-effective solution to provide to your animal, to provide to these growing calves to ensure that you're giving them everything they need to really step up and combat and power through the stressors. Fantastic. Economic sense. Definitely. So if folks are thinking about adding, you know, bovamine to Ven Plus, bovacillus to their operation, what's going to be the best way for them to get started, Jen? Let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, are they communicating? Well, they're always communicating with the veterinarian, but are they reaching out to Christian Hansen online, their local retailer? What are some of the ways they're getting connected with you guys to possibly start using these products and using effective probiotics on their operation? We have several ways that you can reach out to us. Obviously, reaching out to your local sales guy is going to be the best way to really figure out where we can get this through a distribution channel, through mm -hmm. a local feed mill. That's the best solution to get the entire package. Now, if you don't know who your local sales guy is, you can visit our website, www.chr-hansen.com. You can also find a lot of information within LinkedIn at Christian Hansen Animal and Plant Health, where from there you'll be able to network and see 
uh, different individuals that can help answer these questions. Sure. Great, great thoughts. Jen, we got about two minutes here before we wrap up this segment. So final thoughts from you. Anything else that we haven't touched on you want to share with folks, whether it be uh, about bovamine Defend Plus, bovacillus, just effective probiotics in general, anything else you would want to mention or reiterate to folks? When we talk about bovacillus and bovamine Defend Plus, the thing that makes these different from all the other probiotics on the market is there's multiple published research trials behind them that were designed and developed to ensure that we could specifically explain to our customers, to producers, where those return on investments can lie. Mm -hmm. And we will continue to do that research to ensure that when you use our products, Bovacillus and Bovamine Defend Plus, you are providing to your animal a solution to help that animal but also help your bottom line. And we'll continue to do the research to grow in our messaging and provide new and upcoming information and ever evolve these two products. And I think for consumers as well, if they're listening in and hearing us talk about these products, these are products that are helping make our herds more efficient, but they should also know that where their food is coming from is right. safe. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. That is a great way to look at it. And like I said earlier, it's the complete package, right, Jen, when yeah. we talk about these products? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Tell us that website again one more time if folks want to learn more information. www.chr-hansen.com. Fantastic. Dr. Jennifer Schutz with Christian Hansen. Jen, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining us here at the Cattle Industry Convention. Thanks for uh, letting us crash your guys's exhibit here as well again this year we appreciate it very much thanks jesse have a great day definitely dr jen shuts there with christian hansen before her dr steve lerner with christian hansen joining us as well here on aoa agriculture of america we are broadcasting live once again at the cattle industry convention at ncba trade show in orlando florida cattlecon 24 if you're on social media hashtag cattlecon 24 is uh, where you could follow along and i know we have a, a bunch of stuff up on our social media as well and we'll be sharing throughout the next couple of days all right coming up next before we wrap up the show I think we pulled him out of a meeting. Ethan Lane with the National Cannabis Beef Association is standing here. He is ready and waiting. We're going to talk to him about uh, some of NCBA's policy priorities they just announced here during the convention and much more. We will get to that conversation on the way right after this. Back with more on AOA, Agriculture of America, right after the break. Now. We tend not to think about now. We dream about tomorrow, relive yesterday. But sometimes we don't see what's right in front of us. Victory over cancer is in front of us. Right now, cancer research is saving lives. Cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to new discoveries and new treatments and ultimately, one day, victory over cancer. Give to the V Foundation. Right now, one out of every two men and one out of every three women will get cancer in their lifetime. Now is your moment. You may save someone you love. 
100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing research. 100%. Donate at V.org. Because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. In Iraq, our truck hit a roadside bomb. I had about 16 surgeries on my hand so that I could regain function. And when I came home, I needed a new roof due to a storm. And my electrical was deemed unsafe. And I was about to lose homeowner's insurance as well. I didn't really know where to go in order to get help. And so I applied for Operation Homefront Critical Financial Assistance Program. They've really been a blessing. Operation Homefront is a safety net. A lot of veterans, they fall through the cracks sometimes. And Operation Homefront, they catch us. It's been a blessing to us. It's a blessing to other veteran families. And it's good to know that when we come home, there are people who are there that care about us and want to see us do well and want to see us succeed. And we feel it and we appreciate that. I would say you guys are angels behind closed doors. Visit OperationHomefront.org to learn more. Every Tuesday, we'll be sitting around the table, sponsored by CHS. Join us and learn how CHS creates the vital connections that empower agriculture, helping farmers and ranchers like you succeed. We'll hear from different voices from throughout the cooperative system, sharing stories about how good things happen when people work together. Join us around the table every Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. Heading to NCBA's Cattle Convention on Friday, February 2nd. Stop by USMEF booth 1807 with me, Jesse Allen. We'll be broadcasting AOA Live with our friends from the National Corn Growers Association and the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Stop by from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern to learn how these organizations work together to competitively position American product as the sustainable, high-quality, premier product of choice. And don't forget to join NCGA on Thursday at 2.30 for their Learning Lounge. We'll see you in Orlando. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Are you over the age of 60 and been diagnosed with lung cancer? If so, you and your family may qualify for a cash award. Our experienced attorneys are standing by to evaluate whether you have a lung cancer claim that qualifies you for a cash award. The consultation is absolutely free and there is no risk and no money out of pocket. We only receive a fee when we secure you and your family a settlement. 250,000 people are diagnosed with lung cancer every year. You're not alone in this battle. We can help make sure that you and your family are financially safe and that medical expenses are covered. Again, if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer and are over age 60, call now. Don't delay. There are deadlines for filing claims. We're standing by 24-7. Call us at 1-844-903-1744. 1-844-903-1744. That's 1-844-903-1744. Attorney Advertising. William Stephacker Jr. is the attorney responsible for this ad. Main office, Grant, Pennsylvania. May not be available in all states. When news happens in agriculture or when the markets are moving, we've got you covered as your trusted voice in agriculture. The team at the American Ag Network has the knowledge and experience to keep you informed on the issues impacting farmers and ranchers. We've got you covered on air, online, and on demand. Find the American Ag Network on your favorite social media platforms and also follow the American Ag Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are the American Ag Network. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk YouTube channel. You can watch our latest interviews with top market analysts in the country, find bonus content, and much more. It's easy. Just go to youtube.com slash at Market Talk Egg and hit the subscribe button. Or you can search for Market Talk Egg on YouTube. 
Get the latest bonus interviews, exclusive content, and more with the American Ag Today podcast. Just search for American Ag Today and give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, AOA. Now back to Jesse Allen. And welcome back to AOA, broadcasting live from the Cattle Industry Convention in Orlando. Joining us now, we were able to pull them out of a meeting. Things are very busy, a lot to talk about here at the show, but uh, happy we could uh, pull them aside for a few minutes. Vice President of Government Affairs at the NCBA, Ethan Lane. Ethan, good to see you, buddy. I know you've been running around here. There's a lot to talk about at the show this year. You know, Jesse, it's great to be here. It's great to have a little break in the trade show. Uh, you know, we do policy work all week at this convention, as you know, but uh, I was telling somebody earlier, I remember a, a, a deal I listened to years ago, the Etbauer brothers talking about growing up and all becoming rough stock riders. And they used to play a game in the pen where they'd hop from colt to colt and then one would mm -hmm. break in half. That's kind of how the policy meetings are. You know, you never know which one you're going to hop on the back of that's going to break in half on you. But uh, the two that have stuff going on are both happening right now upstairs. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad you could take a few minutes uh, to stop and catch us up on some of the issues because I know there are a few hot button issues going on here at the convention this year. Uh, of course, Congress, Farm Bill, that's all one piece of the puzzle. I know that's one of the top priorities for NCBA that you guys rolled out here this year. I mean, just a quick update on on where we're at. It, it, it's, for lack of a better term, it's kind of a mess right now. Well, you know, we're still where we've been, right? We're, yeah. we're, we've got this this extension on the farm bill. Uh, getting the government funded is still kind of the, the, the prize right now in yeah. Washington. We are, after a couple false starts, seeing some progress in that in that arena. We've seen some top-line numbers set for those committees. They're working through what a deal is going to look like in the ag probes bill and these different bills. That's going to set the tone, if they can get that done in early March, for what a farm bill window might look like. You okay. know, they were hoping to have something on the floor in March. You need most of the month to do a farm bill on the, on the House mm -hmm. floor. With that approach conversation, that means probably April is a more likely scenario. And I've, folks close to the committee have told me in the last few days that's kind of their target. Um, but, you know, about June in a, congr in a congressional election and presidential year, it gets very hard to do anything substantive. So the, yeah. the window's closing on any business, you know, before lame duck. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting to watch. You know, I know the House on uh, Wednesday night passed this big tax bill that's going on to the Senate. Uh, so I mean, they're moving things. But to your point, that appropriations conversation, I mean, you know, we're how many months into the fiscal year? We don't have it figured out. We should be yeah. thinking about the next year's appropriations at this point, right? We, we should, and we are. And my team had a meeting on, on approps 25 requests before we came down here. And it was hard not to laugh as we were having the conversation because it's like, all right, are we talking fiscal 24 or 25? Because mm -hmm. the new process has to start. But yeah, they're, they're not nearly to the finish line yet on the old one. Yeah, we'll have to see how things shake out. I know a lot of conversations between now and then. Another hot topic here at the convention is traceability, yep. and there's folks on all sides of the spectrum in terms of traceability. So what's the latest you're hearing in some of these conversations, Ethan? Well, as is the case with anything right now, you know, social media and, and, and talking heads have really kind of added a new element to this stuff. We're working through our policy process the way we always do. 44 state affiliate organizations from around the country with differing policy are working on where we go on traceability. We have pretty extensive policy already on what we want a traceability system to look like. 
That policy has never taken a position on voluntary versus mandatory. What it has said is, we need a nationally significant traceability program to protect the industry. USDA is doing a rulemaking now on those cattle over 18 months moving interstate. And so that has prompted a conversation of how do we feel about that? Mm -hmm. And what do we think about those other classes of cattle? So that's what the affiliates are all talking about upstairs right now and trying to figure out as an industry, what's our common position and where do we move forward? But the, the common theme there is everyone in that room has members, boards of directors and policy books, and they're all contributing to that discussion. And we're going to come out of there with some kind of common position. What's the biggest contention, I guess, with this? Because uh, to me, from my perspective, with no skin in the game here, I, I would think that, OK, I, I know there's costs and things like that, but having some sort of traceability system in place across the board to protect from some of these diseases that could threaten our herds seems to be okay that's common sense to me but what's the biggest contention Ethan? well it's it's you know the the extent to which the federal government is in involved and in the driver's seat of that is okay. really like it always is with any issue sure, right sure yeah. how much do you want to let big brother in the room and 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 do you want them setting the rules or should the industry be driving the bus on on what that needs to look like and how to make it work for producers okay. and you know there are folks in 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 some of these affiliates that feel like you have to have the government setting the pace and you are you have others that say we don't do that and we don't want that um so that that really is that i mean you know we have producers around the country who are very concerned about what this means for their operation if you're in the southeast we have a lot of producers down there most of them that don't have the facilities that a western ranch has you know they don't have shoots they don't have the ability to process these cattle at mm -hmm. their at their farm before they take them to a sale barn the sale barns don't have staff they don't have infrastructure so i mean there are some real concerns and challenges with the physical implementation of this um that that, that drive really different positions and that's the whole point of a grassroots organization right is mm -hmm. you come here and you say I, I get that it works for you in this state but where i'm from this is a mess and and that's what you have to do to work through these things and find some kind of national position that works can we find common ground on traceability you know i i think they're getting there up upstairs i think they're kind of getting to a point that that feels right okay. um and and you know i uh, it's going to be an evolving conversation we'll be back in a couple of years i'm sure continuing this we've been talking about it for a couple decades now sure um you know they're not going to lay that deal to rest today um but uh, you know the 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 uh, uh, the current the current environment i think should should calm down after this and we'll kind of get back to business well and of course there's you know with many things in life there's no silver bullet so no. it's it's having those conversations is what it boils down to and finding something that everyone could agree on that works for for everyone uh ethan I, I know as well just with the convention uh great turnout you were talking to me a little bit here during yep. the commercial break things like that uh it's just a uh, always great to to get folks together in one building and and enjoy a trade show and have these conversations, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, we did our DC policy update yesterday. We had about a thousand people in that room. They were packed mm -hmm. to the back and standing room only. Producers from all over the place with questions and concerns, and it, you know that's what makes this so cool. Is is you you get to to get a sampling and a cross section of of what's going on at home for people all across the country. You see old friends, you make new ones. Uh, it, it's just, you, you can't replace it. I mean, there's just yeah. nowhere in the world where this happens like this. Definitely. Ethan, appreciate you stopping by. We'll let you get back to the meetings. And uh, I know I'll see you around here on the floor. Thanks so much. And we'll uh, look forward to talking again on the show soon. Looking forward to it, Jesse. Thank you. Ethan Lane there with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Thanks to him. Thanks to our friends with Christian Hansen for letting us uh, crash their trade show exhibit here at Cattle Industry Convention. Happy to uh, partner with them again this year. 
Coming up on our next AOA, we'll have more conversations from CattleCon 24. We're out of time, though. I'm Jesse Allen. Thanks for listening to AOA. Have a great rest of your day. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and, you know, we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.